0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the intro episode of Discomfort by Design. My name is Taylor Quick. I'm going to be hosting this podcast, and this is uh, just an episode that I wanted to put together—really short episode—to uh, just kind of explain what this podcast is, why we are creating it, and uh, and and what the what the goal with it is. Because you know, there's a whole lot of information out there. There's a whole lot of content and podcasts or a dime a dozen right now. And there are some that are absolutely fantastic that are bringing great content, great information. And then there's just also a whole lot of noise. It's a whole lot of noise. that doesn't do anything to contribute to anything. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't uh, help anybody. It's just simply noise. We do not want to be noise. I do not want to be noise. I say we, um, I, I am the sole person doing this podcast, but there are countless others who have contributed to getting to this point, And I know that those people feel the same way about the noise in the world. Uh, and so when I say we, it's kind of a collective um, in my mind of who all has contributed to this podcast and who, is, who has gotten me to this point uh, where I was ready to jump on and do this. So First off, a little about me, my name's Taylor Quick. I'm based in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, I'm married, my wife's name is Casey. Um, we've been married almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years this coming January. We have three kids, Trip, Brynn, and Tucker. Um, Trip is my oldest, he's five, and Tucker uh, will be two in August, That's my youngest. Uh, my little girl Brynn, right in the middle, she's about to turn four. So we have a very, very hectic and busy life uh, at home just because they are nonstop on the go all the time. Uh, And so that's another reason why this was so important to me, because I found myself, you know, days just passing in a hurry, passing, 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 passing. And it seemed like time would be slipping away from me and And there was a lot of a lot of moments where I was like, "Man, I really wish this would slow down so that I could be in it more because it was just so much going on, I felt like I wasn't able to be in the moment and One of the things that I learned through the process of the last couple of years for myself was how to be in those moments, how to take that time, and just sit and just be where my feet are and lean into what's happening instead of worrying about everything that's going on around me. Uh, It it has absolutely made me be a better father, uh, and that's something that I'm very excited about, and I can want to continue to grow in going forward. Um, I'm a strength and conditioning coach at Union High School. I work primarily with our football team, um, but there are also some other athletics that are starting to trickle in and and understand the value and the importance of the weight room. you know, when you when you go into a place and, and they have a, a designed role for you, if you want to expand that role, you have to make people want that role expanded. And, and you can't do that by banging people over the head. So, you know, we've seen some really good success with our football guys as far as their physicality and uh, what they're doing in the weight room. And so we were able to do some really cool things with them. And because of that, there's now a lot of interest in the other sports Getting much more heavily involved in the weight room, so really excited about that. Um, outside of that, that's my my family and my job. My passions exist in two places. One is the outdoors. I'm absolutely enamored with all things hunting, fishing, and the outdoor lifestyle. Um, that that is a huge part of my life. I grew up hunting, uh, so you know there was time in, in my life that I can distinctly remember that if we did not kill our meat, we didn't have much meat. Um and so you know hunting was very, very important uh and it's something that I enjoyed doing so very much and and I'm very very absolutely grateful that tripp my oldest is is really enamored with it as well he loves to hunt um you know hunting for him and hunting for me are two entirely different things, but you know he's five, so he'll get it um i don't I don't get to kill as many deer or Turkeys or whatever, right now, because he always wants to go with me. And when you take a five year old out into the woods where he's got to be still and he's got to be quiet and he's got to be patient and and just sit in a moment, it's, it's very hard for a small child to do. So he's learning that. But I don't want to discourage him. So, you know, when he gets ready to leave, if it's been 20 minutes or two hours or four hours, whatever it might be, when he's like, hey, daddy, can we go? Can we, you know, do something else? we just do that because I want him to, to love it as much as I do. Um, so my, <laughs> my harvest numbers are down significantly since he started hunting with me, but that is, uh, that's okay. It's a very, very profitable trade-off for the future because one day he's going to be 16 and not want to hunt with me anymore. And, you know, I'll miss that. So I'm, I'm very, uh, very thankful for it right now. The other thing is, uh, obviously physicality and physical training. Um, I played college football and was exposed to strength and conditioning after junior college when I arrived on campus at the University of Mississippi in uh, in January of my sophomore year. I'd never really been, you know, in a, a true strength and conditioning program. Um, you know, we lifted weights in high school. We did just what everybody does, just follow the bigger, faster, stronger program, and, and it was great, you know, and we, the guy that ran our weight room was a Um, a dude that was an old Marine, and and, uh, he ran it like a Marine would run it. And there's nothing wrong with that. At the time, you know, I thought this was all it was, and we get to junior college, and the guy that ran the weight room was our defensive coordinator who happened to play for the Raiders for a while. He's just a really really big, strong dude. Um, And he he ran it kind of like a powerlifting setup, a whole lot of bench squat and deadlift, not much else. So then I get to Ole Miss, and uh, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I walk in and Don Decker is our strength coach. And if you're in the strength conditioning field, you know, coach Decker very, you know, he, you know, his name. He's a, he's a legend in our field. And and Don was our, our strength coach. And I walk in, I see this and I'm like, Oh man, that's what this is. So after one semester of school, I changed my major to exercise science. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do forever. And so that started a journey um, to becoming a strength conditioning coach. I want to look in kind of a roundabout way because uh, during my junior year of college, I met a girl, obviously my wife, uh, met Casey, and you know we we started dating. And then right after um, I finished my senior year of football, started training for NFL pro days and stuff, and um, the NFL never really panned out all the way, uh, which is fine, it's whatever. Um, And then we got married right after I graduated in that next December. So uh, grad school was not on the table at that point. So I got married, was working jobs in the private sector. And then uh, I missed athletics so much, man. I decided to go back to school and get my uh, license to be a teacher so I could coach and get paid to coach instead of having to work. Ridiculous amounts of hours just to work with uh, people here, there, and yonder, and gyms and stuff like that. So, um, did a summer session of school, got my teaching license, and started as a high school teacher and a football coach. Uh, after about three years of that, I transitioned into a graduate assistant role at Mississippi College, which is a Division II school in Clinton, Mississippi. Um, they they play in the GSC, the Gulf South Conference, with um, West Alabama. Delta State, West Georgia, uh, West Florida, a lot of West schools, obviously. Um, But uh, it's a very, very competitive conference. And so they had a really awesome strength coach on campus. And uh, his name was Michael Shoemaker. He's probably my biggest mentor in the strength and conditioning field. And uh, went and did a grad assistantship for him for two years because Casey had graduated from school at that point and had started working. Well, during that two year stretch, uh, Tripp was born in August of my first year as a GA. So I started in June. He was born in August. And then by the time I finished my grad assistantship in May of 2018, we were pregnant, and about to have Bryn. So I was just like, man, this this 430 in the morning to 830 at night stuff is not something that's sustainable for the family dynamic that I wanted to have. So I switched back over to the high school realm, but this time I did it as a strength and conditioning coach. So during that time period, uh, that grad assistantship time period, that two years, you know, I learned all I needed to learn to start that process. I, I went through and uh, was certified by the CSCCA, sat those exams and passed those tests um, to get the certification and the licensure as a strength and conditioning coach. And so I then went to one of the largest high schools in the state of Mississippi, which is Starkville High School which was uh, absolutely phenomenal experience, extremely high-level athletes, um, you know, right there in the backyard of Mississippi State University. So this competes in the SEC. So there's a whole lot of really, really great athletes right there in that in the Golden Triangle area. So we got to work with some really cool athletes that uh, – guys that are, you know, playing on Saturdays right now for the, in the SECs and guys that will be playing on Sundays um, – you know, AJ Brown was from Start Bowl He would come and work out with us in the summertime. He's obviously, you know, one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons would come and work out with AJ when they were there. It's just a whole lot of really cool people to be around, and so <clears throat> through that process, you know, my wife's job took a couple of turns, and then she got a really, really awesome job offer um, where we are now, and so we followed that, and so I am in a roundabout way, skipping a couple of schools that I stopped at along the way. I am at Union High School here, so it's kind of a middle-sized school in the state of Mississippi, Um, but probably top to bottom, the most impressive strength culture I've ever set foot in at a high school because these kids absolutely get it. Um, They are the four-time defending state champions in powerlifting, and uh, actually today is... March twenty third, uh, on April second, they will compete to uh, secure a fifth consecutive powerlifting state championship. Uh, they've already won the South State title and going to try to defend their four in a row. Um, it would actually be five in a row, if not for the COVID year. So they won in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. The COVID year was canceled. They won in twenty one. So uh, would have won had you know would have had five in a row. But now they're about to defend it again so I'm really excited to see our guys do that we've got a lot of strong kids that really buy into training and they love to train and so when I came in I was able to bring a performance aspect to the training and it's really taken off so it's been really really fun so that is kind of where I am now Um, why this podcast is so important to me uh, is twofold one it's it's a measure of where I've come from to where I am. So if you don't know me, uh, at one point in my life, I was close to 400 pounds. I mean, I'm six and a half foot tall. Almost. I'm some six, five, uh, sitting at about 335 right now. Um, I'd gotten up close to 400 pounds, uh, probably three, three or four years ago. Um, Just absolutely miserable. And over the last couple of years, there's been a process of learning to change the way I think, learning to change the way I view things, especially um, food and lifestyle, things like that, and how to approach training, how to approach diet and exercise, all of that. Um, So through that journey, I met some really, really amazing people. And these people have inspired me. They have taken me under their wing. They have they have brought me into their fold and and taught me more about myself than I ever thought I would ever learn. And so through that process, not only did I meet these amazing people, I got to witness a lot of their own growth. Uh, and there was a common thread and a theme interwoven in that growth, in those changes, and in that in what I saw in their lives. These are people I would consider to be what I call high-performing individuals. Everything they do, they do it at an exceptionally high level. And what I noticed was there was an element of discomfort that they were intentional about in their lives in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Whether that be the physical discomfort that comes with training, whether that be the mental discomfort that they go through when they journal or, or when they do relentless self-analysis, whether it might be physical discomfort, emotional discomfort, mental discomfort, whatever it might be, there was some intentionally designed moments of discomfort in their lives on purpose to make them grow, to make them better. They didn't shy away from it. They embraced it and said, this is something that I'm going to walk through, that I'm going to come out on the other side of, and it is going to make me better and I know, started noticing that. And then when I started noticing that, I also started noticing that those were not characteristics that I am, you know, showed in my life prior. And I started looking at other people who seemed sad, lonely, unhealthy, you know, whatever bad characteristics you want to throw at it. Um, I started seeing these people and was like, what, what's, what are they missing? And what I noticed was that it, almost at all costs, they sought comfort. They wanted to be comfortable with everything they did. They didn't want anything to hurt or to be challenging or anything like that. And it was just this this whole thing. And so I started, took a step back and was like, man, this is indicative of our society, right? So if you start looking at the United States of America and the trajectory that we've been on over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it's starting to become a crisis of comfort, Then I read a book called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, and it changed everything. In that book, he went into great length and detail about why comfort is a crisis here in our society, in our modern world. And I would encourage you, if you have not read that book, you need to read it. If you have read it, you need to go get it and read it again, because that's one that you can read on loop. And you're going to grab something different every time. It's an absolutely fantastic book. Uh, Michael Easter is the author. He's a professor at UNLV. And what he does is, and I don't want to give away too much of it because it's absolutely fantastic. But Mike, Michael Easter details a hunt that he went on in Alaska with Donnie Vincent. And throughout this book, the book details the hunt. And then also just different little stories throughout the book about his um his own struggles with comfort and how he learned to have designed discomfort in his life and why it was so important. Uh, Again, I encourage you to read that book. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, It was recommended to me by Bert Soren and I jumped on it and read it and it has been nothing short of incredible. Um, Completely changed my outlook and and was one of those like, man, I've got got to do something. You know, I, I need to, I need to get stuff out. And so here's this podcast. That's that's part of the reason for this was an opportunity for me to get these things out into the public forum to bring some of these people that I've met and encountered that have been had major impacts on my life and tell their stories. And the second reason is is as a mode of accountability, because Yes, we are accountable to our own selves and you have to be able to handle accountability right by yourself and you you know, not have to worry about someone checking up on you all of the time. But I find in my own personal life that it's very easy to lose sight of that and lose track of that when you have three kids and you have a wife and you have a job and all these things and it's really easy to say, Oh man, I'll train tomorrow or Man, I can eat that. It's not that big of a deal. I'll get back on track tomorrow. And and while those things are true in a vacuum and they're okay on occasion, in my own personal life, I feel like they become patterns. And so that's the second reason for this podcast is to eliminate the opportunity for those patterns is I want to be able to talk to these people. I want to be able to put this stuff out there. I want people to know what I'm doing so that they I'm accountable to somebody they may never say a word to me. You may hear this podcast. You may never contact me and say, Hey, how are you doing? That's cool. I'm fine with that. But in the back of my mind, I will know that people are listening to this. People are hearing this. People are expecting a certain thing of me and I need to deliver. And and so that was the second reason for that. So um, I have a list of people uh, that I would love to get on this podcast. I already have some that are confirmed for it. It's gonna be really, really awesome to talk to some of these people. And when I say high performers, high achievers, that is exactly what they are. Some of them, most of you that listen to this will know. Uh, some of them are names you may not know, but, but people I think you should know. Um, so everybody that comes on this podcast is going to have some really great information for you. Uh, Their stories are going to be stories that you're going to want to hear because everybody that comes on this podcast is going to impart something that you can use, something that can apply to you and apply to your situation, can apply to me, can apply to my situation in some way. All of the people that I'm going to be talking to want to better themselves, want to better their families, want to better their communities, want to better their country, want to better their world. And that's kind of the, the common thread of what I'm doing. So that's what, what this is going to be. Um, if there are people that you would like to have on, like to hear from, let me know. Uh, shoot me a message. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's the best way. Um, you can reach me on Instagram. It's pretty easy uh, I'm going to give you guys my Instagram handle right here is actually Taylor quick underscore seven. Um, I actually just changed it, uh, recently from, uh, coach, coach T quick. I know some of you probably have seen it as coach T quick, but it's now Taylor quick underscore seven. Uh, and then there's also the Instagram page for the podcast is discomfort by design, but that will eventually, um, just kind of slip away. And we're just my, my personal Instagram will be where everything's housed. Um, they'll just kind of melt together. So, uh, that's all I've got for this uh, little intro episode. I wanted to talk about me, who I am, and then, uh, what, what our goal is here. So if, uh, if there's anybody you can think you want on, would like to hear from, let me know, and I will do whatever I can to talk to those people. Um, but be looking for episodes to start dropping pretty soon and, uh, find discomfort every day. Thanks.